Building an online business is more than branding, content, and sales. It's what happens behind the scenes during the highs and lows that make or break your business. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, and this is The Kim Doyle Show. I'll be sharing my own journey of 10 plus years growing an online business, as well as talking to entrepreneurs who are on the ground, creating, building, and showing up every day. Remember, do business as only you can do. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Long time, long, long time, no talk, right? For lack of a better word. Oh, goodness. I am... It's been a while, guys, and I'm just going to tell you, if you are, I don't know, faint of heart is not the right word, Um, but if you're not up for an emotional episode, you probably are going to want to skip this, So, uh, because I'm going to be teary, I have no doubt, Um, but today's episode is reevaluating business after heartbreak and loss. Um, So this summer has been a complete and teary blur for me. I'm going to do everything I can not to make this a sad, depressing episode, but bear with me because it's coming from a painful place. I shared this on Facebook, so I know it won't come as a surprise to many of you that my mom passed away on July 14th. There's going to be some pauses, but I'm going to get through this, guys. (laughs) Um, So she'd been sick for about four months and was basically misdiagnosed over and over again from her doctors. Uh, She started not feeling well, gosh, I want to say February, maybe. And then she was just told it was a bug. But long story short, it wasn't. She'd had a heart valve replacement six years ago. um, And she also had a port that was left in from chemo two years ago, which after talking to a friend of mine who's a nurse, she said that's common. Um, but, uh, we believe the port got infected. Nobody's ever going to nail that down. Right. Um, which then infected her heart. So by the time my dad took her to emergency, uh, since none of the doctors ever bothered to look at her heart, uh, she had a very serious heart and blood infection. And, uh, it was, it was just crazy guys. Like my mom was, is, was just a total doer, right? She was always taking care of stuff. She was active and um, it, it just kept declining and she was sleeping hours and hours on end. And the symptoms that she was uh, displaying, I guess that's the correct word, but her symptoms are like textbook for endocarditis, which is what she ended up having with the heart. And uh, it's just, uh, it was, I, I, I'm going to go off script a lot, so bear with me if anything gets repeated here. But um, it just, <clears throat> excuse me, it's one of those things that I have really strong spiritual beliefs, and there's this huge part of me that has to trust all of it. And then the other part of me that's a little girl that just wants her mom back. But the rate at which she declined in the hospital was astounding, and it really has made me question everything I thought about our medical system, which anyone who's listening to this in the United States knows, well, probably anywhere now, I I think we're all going through challenges with stuff in whichever country you live in. We're in a strange time, I think. Um, I don't know what any of this means for me moving forward in terms of healthcare. uh, And this is not going to get into a political rant about our healthcare system, I promise. But 
it, it certainly makes you take a hard look at things, right? So my mom had spent two weeks in the hospital while they tried to figure things out. She was local to where I was at the time because I've also since moved. Um, and then she was transferred to San Francisco because they're the cardiologist specialists. And she spent about four weeks there total before she passed away. And you guys, it was such a roller coaster. Initially, they she had been there a week and they went to do the surgery and they got in there and said, she, there's no way she'd survive. She's not strong enough. And then when she came out of that surgery, initially she was refusing treatment because she was done. I mean, she had suffered a lot. But so she did end up, they, they then moved her ICU, got her strong enough. She survived the surgery. And some of you guys probably saw on the Facebook page, my Facebook, my personal profile. I mean, I've never seen somebody connected to so much equipment. It was insane. Her kidneys were went into a failure during the surgery. So then she was on dialysis. Um, but she came through all of that. It was crazy. And, you know, got to talk to her and it's just, ugh. but then what happened was she ended up with a bacterial infection, which you can only get in the hospital, which is crazy to me when you think about that, right? It's like you assume being in the hospital is where you're supposed to be. And you guys, again, I'm not a doctor. I don't have experience in the health field, but it certainly makes you wonder. And a little side note, and again, not to get on a rant, but I started looking up afterwards because I was curious. I'm like, why do people decline so quickly in the hospital? And there's a lot of factors. She was only 71, but she was also 71, right? So as we get older, there's different challenges, but the bacterial infection that she got, it's called C. diff. 200 people a day die from that, which is crazy to me. Anyways, um, the bacterial infection caused her organs to shut down. So I know that I've talked about my parents a few times on the podcast, but for those of you who don't know or haven't heard those episodes, I adore my parents. You guys, I'm almost done with this part, so just bear with me. My mom was the rock of our family, and they celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary last year. And fortunately, they had a huge party to celebrate it, which was beautiful. It was just, it was a wonderful event. And, you know, that's the type of stuff that I so believe in spending the money and energy on those celebrations. And um, it was amazing. I'm so glad they they did that. I actually gave uh, the eulogy to at my mom's service. I'll tell you guys, all this podcasting and desire to speak is what got me through that. And I pictured her there. I I'm not going to get into all the spiritual stuff, guys. I feel her with me so much. And um, I just felt very strongly that I needed to do that. And I'm really glad I did. Um, And even though you would never have known it by looking at her, my mom had gone through some major health challenges in the past 20 years. She had breast cancer twice, major back surgery, which then she ended up with some nerve pain in one of her legs that she kind of had to deal with. Um, And then, of course, the heart valve replacement. And honestly, I think her body was just tired. She, my mom had a really good life. uh, And I'm just grateful and blessed. And and I look around, you know, I've had uh, two of my closest friends had lost their moms. One was like 56 and one was 68. And I'm blessed 
that I have such an amazing support network. And, but you look around and you think, gosh, I'm grateful I had what I had for as long as I did. I didn't expect to live like the second half of my life without my mom. Um, but because her parents lived to like 85 and 91, I really thought she was going to be here another 10 or 15 years. But anyways, <laughs> um, that's kind of what's been going on. And fortunately, I'm very grateful that through encouragement from my therapist, I had had some really hard conversations with my mom in the hospital. In no way was I ready to say goodbye. But I needed her to know it was okay if she felt it was time to go. And I just, I thanked her for being the most amazing mother, grandmother, and having, for giving us the childhood we had. It was truly, <laughs> I'm, I'm blessed. I really am. So needless to say, <laughs> my family is heartbroken. And on top of that, I was also in the process of moving. I think I talked to you guys, or I know I'd shared it on Facebook, that um, I had been looking at moving up to Boise in the fall. I had picked Boise. People were like, where'd you land on Boise? And because I wanted to stay on this side of the country so that I could do a drive down if I wanted to, right? Um, all of my family is still in the East Bay, in the Bay Area, Northern California, and so I thought, as long as I could do the drive in a day, obviously you can fly too, but I'd bring my dogs, right? And I have seen a lot of Boise, uh, courtesy of ClickFunnels videos, because that's where their headquarters are. And it just looked pretty. It's really, really pretty. I'm over the heat <laughs> that I've lived with. And, um, you know, I just thought it would be the cost of living is easier, all of those things. And I was pretty excited about that. Um and the plan was that I'd stay with my sister for a couple of months because the lease was up on the place I was in. My son moved up to Sonoma for school. My daughter's in Southern California. And I thought I'll just hang out because I had a couple trips and obligations and stuff through the end of September. But that's all changed. Uh, my dad very sweetly asked me to come stay with him. He's like, you can stay as long as you like. And my parents' house is beautiful um, in that it is... <laughs> It's up in the mountains. It's absolutely peaceful. I, you guys, like, I can't, well, I guess you could see one of the neighbors, but they're on about an acre and my dogs are in heaven up here. But um, it's just, it's bittersweet. It's, I'm more or less settled, but I essentially moved twice. Like I moved stuff into storage and into my sister's and I was like, okay, here we go, pivoting. And this was all throughout the last month. So, uh pretty much settled little things here and there to do. Um, but like I said, it's bittersweet because everything here reminds me of my mom. Fortunately, my daughter has a flexible schedule and was up with me for a while and helped me get my office and my room set up before she headed back down to Southern California. Um, but it's all just a process, right? It's, it's just going to take time. And this grief is like anything else. I've ever felt, you know, when I lost my husband in 2003, I was devastated, obviously, and heartbroken. He was only 32. Our kids were young. And all of a sudden, my life was turned upside down. But somehow I found my way through it. And I know I'll find my way through this as well. But the hole in my heart is deep. And it's, it's just going to take a long time. You know, and the difference, well, there's so many differences. And it's not about comparing. But in... I don't know, you know, your mom is your mom, but it's also seeing everyone else sad, you know, um, my family was obviously sad for me with my husband and they loved him too. 
my kids were so little, so little. Um, but like, you know, my dad adored my mom. They just, they did. If two people, if there were ever two people that were meant to be together, it was them. And, um, fortunately they have an amazing community up here and great friends. So my social life is now me and the oldies, but (laughs) it's okay. Um, (laughs) I'm just playing, but it's, uh, you know, he's, he's involved in different groups and stuff. And so it's just going to be tough. And, you know, looking at the holidays coming up, my mom just was Christmas and Thanksgiving and just all of it. (sighs) We're going to be okay. Um, and maybe, I don't know if you guys would ever be interested, who knows, maybe I'll do an episode on some of the amazing connections and messages we've gotten from her. I know it's, it's her, but anyway, bear with me, um, for the very teary, <laughs> heartfelt opening here, but really wanted to share that with you guys. And, um, yeah, it's tough. This is a super side note. Uh, you know, as we were looking after my mom passed away. My sister and I came up to be with my dad for a couple days to start making arrangements. Her services were beautiful. It's, it's awe inspiring when you get to see how the people you love have touched other people's lives. Um, but so we were looking, um, at the different cemeteries up here. Uh, my parents are Catholic and they're barely involved in their community. Um, and so initially it was a Catholic cemetery my dad was looking at and my mom was cremated but looking at it and and it's crazy though, because some of these cemeteries, you feel like you're like, you've been thrown back to the civil war. They're old and all the stuff. We're like, Oh, mom's not going to like this, but this is going to sound really strange. And I don't know why this popped into my head to share with you, but you know, you look around and you see these, these different, you know, tombstones, monuments, whatever you want to call them. Um, and you know, or somebody passed away at 30 or a child or bearing an infant or all of those things. And it gives you this broader perspective. This is just life and it's sad and I miss her every day, but it's part of being here with this experience. Right. And so, um, I don't know. I don't know guys. It's, it's just not, it's still surreal. Um, but going to get through it. All right, let's go ahead and pivot because I'm tired of crying right now too. So I I do it frequently throughout the day. So let's talk about reevaluating business because the last thing I expected with this loss was that I'd be thinking about my business. I mean, and it's probably safe to say that anytime you're forced to step away from your business, you're going to get a different perspective on things. I know that's probably stating the obvious, but when life hands you things that are heavy and truly life-changing, all of the sudden, the things that concerned you or worried you in your business seem almost irrelevant. So I was still somewhat connected during the last month. I just didn't really engage. I mean, for the most part, it was just sharing stuff about my mom. Sorry, just finishing up coffee number two. Um, I shared things about her and I engaged a little bit on those posts and it was primarily on Facebook where the day she passed, I shared something and I, I was truly overwhelmed by the love and support and kindness. Um, and then I shared her services and one of the things, uh, my parents did and my dad's going to keep doing is they volunteered for St. Vincent de Paul, which it's a, it's a charity through the Catholic church, but 
they help those less fortunate. So if people, you know, they contact St. Vincent de Paul because, you know, it's an elderly person who can't pay their utility bill or they need food or they need gas, that kind of stuff. So through Facebook, we raised like $1,300 through St. Vincent de Paul, which I know brought a huge smile to her face. And then a lot of people don't, I think it was close to 3000 probably through the church and services. Um, so I engaged a little bit there, but that was kind of it, you know, and for the most part outside of that, I couldn't have cared less and not about what was happening with people I know and care about, but more a general lack of interest in what was happening within the space I'm in. So think of this in terms of sort of internet marketing in general and the WordPress space, which truthfully I'm not super involved in anymore. Um, and I've gotten a lot of clarity on that too. So I'll get into that. But, you know, since I wasn't online much, I just didn't do much about anything that was happening. Um, it, it, the lack of interest, which it sounds obvious, I know, like, of course, you're not gonna be interested in your business when your mom passes away. But when it's something that you love and is a part of you, and I'm sure many of you feel this, you know, when you're doing this full time, it is your life. And you know what I mean? I don't mean that it's the end all be all, but there's not a whole lot of separation, right? You are your business sort of. But as I started getting settled last week and getting back to work, I'd say I'm back in full swing this week. Um, Although I will tell you, it's like I said, it's been sort of nonstop. I mean, all of June was spent going to hospitals and driving to San Francisco from where I was, was a trek. I mean, I kid you not, you guys, it could take two or three hours to get home and it, it's in no traffic, just an hour drive, if that. Um, but uh, I, I this hit me yesterday too. I was back and my dad's actually down staying with my niece while my sister's out of town for work. So it's nice and quiet. Um but I, I was like, all right, back to work this week. I've got two presentations to do for speaking engagements quickly. And it hit me yesterday afternoon. I was really tired. And I thought, this is probably one of the first days I've had zero obligations in almost two months. And I was like, listen to your body. Go take a break. So I did. Anyways, um, I made a really conscious decision. It was probably over this past weekend to start eliminating things that no longer serve me. And it's as simple as unsubscribing from email lists, leaving Facebook groups, and snoozing or unfollowing people on social that are just distractions. It also means less social media. So from that perspective, I'm talking about less scrolling, less looking, and less wasting time, right? I don't know about you guys, but you know on your phone, it'll tell you screen time. I had turned off the screen time on my phone as soon as I added it. Because I really didn't want to see how much time I spent on my phone, i.e. wasted on my phone. But being more or less forced off social made me realize I wasn't missing all that much. And hear my heart, this isn't coming from a place of negativity or anti-social media stance. Because I'm still going to use it. I'm still going to market with it. I want to engage with people that engage. But more than anything, I simply realized I didn't miss it. I missed some of the people that I have conversations with and friends I didn't miss social media. Um, It's also very easy to feel like you should be doing, quote unquote, all the things, right, with online marketing. 
there are so many different types of content, marketing strategies, automation, advertising. It is super overwhelming if you think you need to try to do it all. You also end up not doing anything really well because you're splitting your energy. At least that's what happens for me. So here's an example. We all know video is huge and it works, right? But I don't really enjoy doing it all that much. And it's not that I I mind being on video or doing the video. Um, It is just something that I have to work harder at, which is fine. I totally accept that. And, And in terms of what that would look like, meaning a strategy and planning it and all of those things, right? I totally get that. <clears throat> but the bottom line is I just don't enjoy doing it all that much. But I found myself thinking I should be building my YouTube channel, creating a video strategy. And I'm not saying I won't, but here's the thing. I enjoy writing and podcasting way more than video. So why on earth would I put energy into something that I don't really want to do? I'm not clear on a strategy and what that would look like. And I don't have the bandwidth for it right now. And again, does it mean I'm not going to put some time and energy into a YouTube channel or video? Of course not. It simply means I'm not putting time and energy into it now. I really had to step back and say, why Why do you think you need to be doing this? And I, I like stories, actually, meaning like Instagram stories and stuff. I don't do a lot of me on stories just because I don't know why I don't. Not that my life is boring. It's pretty simple, though. And I I love it. I'm content. Um, But I don't want to do it just for the sake of doing it, if that makes sense. (coughs) Excuse me. So here's the other thing I took a long, hard look at. And that is the people that I engage with. I think in many instances, I've looked at business relationships primarily as a friendship. And I've set unrealistic unrealistic expectations on people. And the crazy thing is that I kept going back to some of the same people, expecting them to be something different, which is totally on me. And before I go too much further, let me explain what I mean by this. It's, you know, we live in a space of, you know, oh, will you mail for me? Will you send this for me? And all that kind of stuff. And there is this, oh, you know, I connected with this person and and they're a brand and they're this or whatever. And you hope, that that's going to pay off. Right. And it's, it works, you guys, that strategy works. How many of you have heard the whole dream 100 and connecting with all those people, all of that, it totally works, but either I'm not doing it correctly or I don't even know, or you guys, I just, I don't, I don't want to do it. (laughs) How's that? I don't want to do it, but I'm going to give my typical pre-qualifying statement here, and that is that I truly believe I am completely responsible for how I feel. It is not up to anyone else to do something for me to make me feel a certain way. That is all on me. However, I also subscribe to Gary Vee's take on expectations, which is to expect nothing from anyone. And I know that might seem sort of harsh. It sounds very like, God, you don't believe in people? Hold on, need more coffee here. It's not at all. I, I, I believe innately that people are trying to be good, right? And let's not like borrow trouble and assume 
there's an exception to every rule because there is, but you know what I'm saying? But we're all busy with our own lives and businesses. So to assume what I'm working on or what I'm doing is as important to someone else as it is to me only sets me up for failure. Have I had plenty of times where I've done something and someone said, yes, I will participate. And then there's no reciprocation in terms of emailing or, or highlighting or whatever. Plenty. But guess what? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. That's kind of where I'm coming from. But I refuse to believe that people are consciously doing things from a negative place or from a less than kind intention. But the, but the truth is, it doesn't mean it doesn't happen, right? I know I've let people down and I've disappointed plenty of people. Like I said, we're all human and I'm going to choose to believe we're doing the best we can. That being said, my primary focus has to be on my business, my brands, and myself. And I remember, which sounds so selfish, and my therapist said to me one time, if you're not selfish, you're selfless. And I'd be curious to know, most women, I think, over 40 start feeling this. And there comes a massive freedom with saying, nah, doesn't work for me anymore. <laughs> and it's just part of, I think, going through things, experiencing life, life, life wisdom, etc. But so what this means for my business is about being more selective about interviews and live streams on both sides. I have a lot of people pitch me to be on the show and it's just, no, you're, you're not a good fit or I'm good. I, for the most part, will reach out to somebody if I want to interview them. Um, it also means saying no to being interviewed. And I get that there's sort of a, it's, um, I don't know what the right phrase on this, but sort of that no publicity that any publicity is good publicity. What's, what's the phrase? I don't know. I'm, I'm totally misquoting it, but you know what I mean? But uh, being interviewed requires a different level of energy also. And I love doing it. I love podcasting. I appreciate the opportunity but I only have so much energy and so I'm going to start saying no to more of that. Um, no more JV promotions for people. If the product isn't in alignment with what I'm doing. And that comes from even the place of, we might be friends, but you know, I don't create content specifically about WordPress anymore. It doesn't mean I won't, but unless it's something I use or I like, or I enjoy, I'm not going to do anything with it really. And that, I don't know, guys, it sounds harsh, but every time I say yes to someone else in a way, I feel like I'm saying no to me. So it has to come from a place of I have the time, energy, bandwidth, and it's in alignment with who I am and what I'm doing. So if the product isn't in alignment with what I'm doing for my audience and the value that I want to provide, then I'm not going to do it. More paid traffic. You guys, oh, what my business would look like today had I just had the patience to deploy this years ago and, and let it evolve. We have been successfully doing this slowly with the content creators planner and it's working. This is how you grow a business. And I'll tell you, you know, Jody had some personal um, stuff going on at the time. It's not my story to tell, so I'm not going to, but at the time that my mom had gone into the hospital and it's like, we have been selling the planner every single day. That content creators planner, we have an ad, it's working. We slowly would test and tweak, 
just deployed another ad to a different, it's like, we're not in a huge rush, but this is working. So I'm going to do that for myself, more paid traffic. And there's a freedom in that in you're growing your business without having expectations or being disappointed, right? Yes, you have to have the money to invest, you guys, but we started with $10 a day. And trust me, each time we we try an ad, it's $10 a day. We're not like going crazy and it's working because we know our audience, we know the product, we know the value, all of that stuff. And, you know, someone else I would, I'll have him back on the show is my friend Trey Llewellyn. Trey's had some major success, huge in e-commerce and stuff. And he's also been through a lot. I shared that I'd gone to his event a few months ago. But I like to observe people. And if you notice the people who are, for lack of a better term, killing it, I don't, you know, whether it's financial lifestyle, whatever that looks like to you, but they stay in their lane, so to speak. They're not jumping all over the place. They stay focused on their business. They promote themselves more than they promote other people. As you should, you should be your own best advocate. And they live life on their terms completely from the sense that, you know, they don't say yes to every Tom, Dick and Harry. And I don't know, guys, think about it. How many, even the, um, if you've been online for any length of time, you might remember the whole syndicate. It was like, I don't know, Frank Kern and Mike Vilsame and all those guys, right? And it was this constant promoting each other, constantly, constantly. So it felt like every other month, somebody's new $2,000 course was coming out. They built lists. They made millions of dollars, all that stuff. I see a lot less of that. Mind you, I'm not subscribed to any of those lists anymore. But I just, I don't go there anymore. And when I see people who are very successful, they're not, they're staying in their lane. And they invest. And do people promote big names and stuff still? Sure, absolutely. Um, But I think for me, I love the idea of growing my business on my terms, which is controlling the traffic to the extent that I can through organic creation of content and promotion and paid traffic. So this is how you grow a business. The other thing is only taking advice from people who have done what I wanted, what I want to do, not past tense. So again, Trey has been super successful with e-commerce. Who should I go to for help on scaling the planner from an e-commerce perspective? that would be Trey. He's done it with multiple products and multiple categories. He coaches and teaches on it. So it's not just someone's opinion who I'm friends with on Facebook or we're in a group with. So I'm just shutting out the noise for lack of a better explanation. Spending more time in my Facebook group than anywhere else on Facebook or my own page. Um, I know that pages get whatever engagement, but Facebook is too big. They've invested too much. Obviously, it's a pay-to-play. I know the big brands are all going to be doing more advertising and stuff, but it's it's still a huge piece of their market. So we'll see. And again, I don't know what that looks like necessarily, but if I'm going to be on Facebook, it's going to be engaging with my audience in my group or on my pages. So it also means only subscribing to and following people whose message I truly resonate with. So what I mean to that, about that, right? This is where I was talking about, um, you know, unsubscribing from lists. But a lot of times I would stay subscribed to, to specific, you know, influencers or names or whatever, 
to stay on top of things. But the bottom line is it's a total waste of time and energy. I like staying on top of different types of technologies such as Messenger, right? And and I still feel there's a ton of potential there. I just haven't had the time or energy to put into it. So I will stay subscribed to those things. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna Marie Kondo my inbox that bring me joy. But outside of that, I'm moving on. You know, one person that I have bought a couple like mini courses from recently, and I like his work is Ramit Sethi. Of I will teach you to be rich. He has done such a deep dive into the psychology of everything he does. I like following him. Um, I, I read almost every single one of his emails and I'm considering getting um, his launch course. But even so, it's like everybody else, I'm unsubscribing, period. It's time to move on. And this is not a draw a line in the sand, but there there is something about about the loss that causes you to say, life is too short. What do I want? How do I want to feel? You know, I I made a very conscious decision after my husband passed away. It was, I don't know, five years after maybe it was, it was a long, hard road guys. But um, I remember saying to my therapist that I wanted to move through my life differently. And it's, I've done a lot of personal work. I'm a much gentler version of myself. I think I'm also, a lot, I don't want to say this, deeper seated my own personal beliefs and convictions. Um, and I don't need to make other people wrong because of my beliefs, but it's just time. So what does this mean moving forward? I'm just doing a quick check on the time. All right. Um, the first, when I, when I was writing this out, because you guys, like I said, I do write out all my solo shows first because I couldn't imagine I, I think that if I didn't have this as a guide, we would really be all over the place. So all of the off scripts would be the entire episode. Um, but the first word that came to my mind as I was writing this about what this reevaluation means moving forward was freedom. Freedom from the self-imposed expectations I put on myself about what my business looks like. And it's really the quote unquote, the shoulds are gone, at least for the time being. Because I'm also, I think I have enough life experience now to know that when I come out of the deep place of grief and massive change and upheaval that has been my life over the last month, um, I, you get to the other side and and you start settling back into life. And you know what I mean? So I, I get that too, but I, I don't feel... Right now, I just, I don't feel any obligation to do anything a set way if it doesn't resonate with me. Um, but in terms of the work I'm doing, nothing has changed. So with the Content Creators Planner, we have some plans for that. And we have both said like, gosh, what is this going to look like when we can pour some gas on this, right? Meaning we have the time, the bandwidth, and the structure set in place. I'll tell you guys, though, nothing has been as sweet as letting that evolve on its own. We, my, my business partner, Jody and I both have our own businesses. We have other stuff going on. We're committed to growing the planner, but it's not been this, oh my gosh, we need to be doing $50,000 a month next month, right? It's okay. Let's get it working. Let's go. And we, it's, it's, it's been this like sweet, quiet success for lack of a better word. 
Um, so, but we have some things planned for complementary products and training. Like I said earlier, we increased our ad spend and we've added more ads. Um, we're starting to look at holiday sales and plans for the planner that we're putting into place now. Like, are we going to participate in Black Friday? I've never really had anything to do with that. So we are. Um, but we've also got content we're working on for the brand that we're going to test running paid traffic to see how that performs too. So we have all of these plans, but we're doing it smart. We're taking our time. And Jody has a great phrase that has really stuck with me. And, you know, what would this look like if it were easy? And that, the planner growth, we have grown every month after month with sales uh, from the time we turn the ads on. And it's fantastic. Um, for my personal brand, it's pretty simple. I just two courses, one smaller, which is content marketing secrets, which um, I have to, it's, I've sold a few of those. I had pre-sold those for a later date. And so that's going to be coming this fall. Um, but the content marketing secrets course, it's done. Um, and I'm working on a larger signature course called create, convert and sell. And I am also working on uh, a book for that. So, cause I really want to try the free plus shipping and I think it complements. Um, so there's that. And I'll probably have some smaller courses here and there, like a one-off paid training or whatever. But truly my goal is just to stay focused on those two courses, market them and continue testing and tweaking until it's working like a well-oiled machine that I've got some automations running that I, and I'm going to choose how I do that. Whether it's, I open and close the doors, you can buy it all the time. I have no idea yet, but we're going to reevaluate as we go. Um, I also am doing the, so I've got content marketing clients, right? And that's something I've not pushed. I feel pretty strongly that we've got good systems in place now. Um, I have signed up with Design Pickle, so I'll let you guys know how that goes. But I will tell you a quick shout out to them because I they had run a special. I'd been wanting to do it and uh, they had a 50% off your first month. So I jumped in and I signed up and I want to say, this sounds crazy. It was probably the, the week that my mom passed and uh, just did nothing with it. And they reached out just yesterday, like, oh, we noticed you haven't signed up or you haven't started anything yet. And which I schedule a call. And I said, yes, I always say yes to onboarding calls when I sign up for tools or services. Um, just because I think it's one, you make a connection with the company and Two, it's it's sort of this accountability to get in there and start using it. But I simply asked them, I said, you know, this is what's gone on. My mom passed away. Um, would it be possible to move the start date? And they did, which I was, it just speaks volumes about the company. So even though it, it's because it's on me to use it or not, you sign up for something. They didn't have to do that. So I appreciated that. Um, but so for the, the, the content marketing for, with clients, I think the max that we want to hit is 10. The goal is 10 by the end of the year. Probably we'll look at doing some ads or webinars for that um, referral marketing, but it's not like I want to grow this huge agency, but um, that's fun because it also helps me stay on top of things that I can then deploy in my own business, which sounds contrary. Like you should be doing it for yourself first, which I am, but with clients, it's a little bit different than that. You have to get it done. So you do it and it's like, Oh, this worked, this worked. And, We've had great success uh, with the first client. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to scaling that. Uh, like I said, just to 10. It's not something I want to set up a site for that I want to 
It's kind of being invite only. And then, uh, you know, my podcast has suffered greatly over the last year. You guys, I was with the WordPress Chick podcast so diligent. Um, at least the last few years about it was weekly and it worked. And I really miss that. I think some of it is because I continued the same format that I did for the WordPress Chick podcast, interview solo, interview solo. And then it's like, I've got this batch of, I've got, I don't know how many interviews kind of in the can that need to go out. And I know that I kind of want it to look different. Um, so going to see how that goes, but I am committed to getting this at least back to a normal weekly schedule um, because I miss it. I really do enjoy doing this and the podcast and content on my own site have to be a priority. And then lastly is the content creators group on Facebook. It has continued to grow. It grew. It's crazy how many people are requesting to join it daily. Um, but that's really where my time and energy on Facebook is going to be spent. And I don't know what that looks like exactly. Um, I don't want to get into like doing a weekly live stream and doing this and all of a sudden, all of a sudden my time is then spent pouring into a free group. So I think there has to be a solid strategy that provides value, but doesn't consume half my time for something for free. I'm all about free stuff, but there has to be sort of a long-term value strategy structure to that. So that's kind of where, where things are going. <coughs> Sorry guys, my voice. I think this is honestly, um, I'm just tired, <laughs> pretty tired. Uh, feeling better, but just a little bit sleepy. Um, and lastly, just thank you for sticking with me and being patient. Um, as I've gone through this, I know there are plenty of people that are on my list. And um, I, I did email my list after my mom passed that week and um, got some just beautiful, lovely, kind words. I truly have been overwhelmed by the love and support from so many people. Um, that's just where my heart is, guys. Innately, I think people are good. And, you know, let's not go into some side rant about the evils of the world because there's plenty, but um, things as sad as I am at this deep part of me, um, I know I have this angel watching over me and guiding me in my business. My mom was always my biggest champion and just encouraging and, and celebrated. I mean, every, any sale of planners, she, yay, you know, she would, she was so excited to just, my mom was amazing at celebrating the wins. It didn't matter the size. She was, she was fantastic about that and always a champion. And my dad is too. He just really understands less <laughs> about what I do. Um, my mom had done some work with me way back when. So I feel stronger about where I'm going than I ever have before. And as hard as it feels to do this without my mom physically here, I know she's with me. And um, to anyone out there listening who has lost a mother, I'm sure you, uh, you just know. It's just going to take time. But I will say this. Let's, let's wrap it up here that I could not imagine going through this, having a typical job. I'll say that. So all of, I have never once uh, questioned or doubted creating this business, building it, sticking with it through all the ups and downs, the highs and lows, the quality of my life, being able to be here for my dad, for my family, my mom's sister, my aunt, who is amazing. Uh, and, you know, there's my siblings and my kids. It's just, I don't know. 
it's it's been such a blessing to have the freedom to go through this uh, without worrying about missing work. So for that, I am also very grateful. And I, I, I shared this in the email when I shared the announcement. And that is, you guys, you know this. <clears throat> Gosh, maybe it's allergies. Life is too short. You know, do the thing you've wanted to do. Make it happen. And take care of yourself for the love of God. And this is not coming from a medical health rant. Take care of you and your heart, meaning your soul. If you need time off, take the time off. If if you want to work, you know, I was talking to a friend earlier on Boxer today and uh, she was going to go do something this weekend with her sister. And she said, I want to work. I want to get this stuff done. And it's like, just trust that there is, this isn't about, you know, stopping working extra hours so you can spend more time with people. It's listening to what your heart needs and, and following that and trusting it. So I'm going to get way off on a tangent with all that, but uh, you know, you guys record the podcast, launch the thing, grow your list, you know, pay for the ad, whatever it is that you've been holding off doing, just do it. That's how we learn. That's how we grow, right? We learn through the doing. Anyways, I love you guys tons. Thank you for just listening, for sticking with me, for being patient. Um, I appreciate you more than you'll ever know. And on that note, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. If you've not left a review on iTunes, of course, I'd love it. And the other thing, of course, is to check out the Content Creators Planner, which is just at contentcreatorsplanner.com. And I will catch you next time, guys. Have a fantastic rest of your morning, afternoon, or evening.